welcome to A Quiet Life. I'm Ruth, your host. It is just so lovely to be here with you today. This is episode 144 of A Quiet Life. And you know what? I was on the way back from the gym. I was listening to another podcast called The Holy Post, and they were interviewing someone about a book that I have just bought and haven't read yet called Just Show Up. And it sounds perfect for me. And you know why it sounds perfect for me? Because they talk about the verse that A Quiet Life is named after. So if you didn't know, A Quiet Life is named after a verse in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, which says, make it your ambition to lead a quiet life, minding your own business and working with your hands so that you're not a burden on anyone. And that's my ambition to have a quiet, peaceful life that I just uh, work on. And I think it's a bit of a reaction to this whole thing of you you need to be big and you need to be doing great things. I want to live a quiet life. I want to live my peaceful little life, working with my hands, hopefully helping other people out. They were saying we hope that fingers on the keyboard is the same thing as working with your hands. I guess it is. I hope it is. But yeah, that's that's where this comes from, a quiet life. Make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. The Apostle Paul says it, and I think it's a fantastic ambition to have. And especially um, when I was starting this podcast, it was just when I was like, I, I can't I can't keep going in this hectic push, push, hustle, hustle, hustle culture anymore. And it was good to be reminded of it too, because, you know, you always get infected by the surrounding culture and trying to be the biggest and the greatest and the best. And we're told in our, in our society at the moment that you are, well, apparently, according to this interview today, about a quarter of young people today believe that they're going to be famous before they're 30. And we just can't do that. We can't have that many famous people. That's not how famous works. And I get infected by that. I need a bigger audience. I need more book sales. I need whatever. But, you know, maybe I don't. Maybe I just need to lead a quiet life. So I'm going to do that and I encourage you to do that too. That was not what I was going to say. That is not written down in my notes for this introduction at all. It just came out when I started talking about it. So there you go. So yes, I am recording this on the 16th of November. 2023 and it is in the afternoon which is not normal for me I would normally record in the morning so um, it'll be interesting to see if my voice is more tired than usual if I sound a bit more bored by what I'm saying I hope not I hope I have the same energy I hope uh, that we don't get interrupted by big rain on the roof or by cockatoos but if you do hear cockatoos they were here just before I started recording they seem to have gone away now but yeah if you do hear them I hope that you enjoy the sound of cockatoos in the background yeah the reason why I'm recording in the afternoon is because I spent this morning in Sandy Bay um, talking to a friend of mine or she's a friend now we were having a a writing mentoring session I was helping her get started on her uh, memoir figuring out what to write first because you know that blank page is just a scary thing and and she had so she has so many ideas she's such a creative person it's amazing and I cannot wait to see what she pulls out what she writes because I read just the smidgen of her writing this morning and it was fantastic um so beautiful beautiful poetry and absolutely meaningful writing and then also their house had the most amazing view oh because it was upper sandy bay so if you're in tasmania (laughs) it was upper sandy bay up in the hills looking down over the river derwent um you could see a long way you could see all the way to the bridge you could see all the way down the river and um over to the eastern shore and it just i just 
had to drag myself away from the view um, to go and do what I came there to do. So, and then she was like, you know, sit in this chair, uh, turn your back to the view. And I'm thinking, no, can't do that. So I sat in a different chair so that I could see out the window and see the view because it was beautiful. And that's my segue into what we're talking about today, which is beauty. So I had a chat with Scotty and in that little five minutes with Scotty, the conversation went absolutely everywhere. So um, after we talk to Scotty, I'll come back and we'll try and unpack um, a few of the things that he brought up and a few of the different things that I thought about it. So enjoy this chat with Scotty and then we'll talk a bit more afterwards. Time once again for another live hack with Ruth Amos. Good morning, Ruth. Good morning, Scotty. How are you? I'm doing well. What about you? Yeah, yeah, great. Yes. What are we? I I never even know what we're talking about. (laughs) I just say, what are we talking about? I'll tell you. So I was, uh, again, just thinking like, left it till the last minute, which I shouldn't do. But yeah, what am I going to write about? And I thought, well, what have I been working on that has pushed this out? And it's, I've been working on my workbook for my new book. So I have a book coming out next year called Boots That Fit about how you can serve God and serve your community in a way that really suits you. And so this is a non-fiction book? This, this is a non-fiction book, yeah. Because you're, 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 normally you're kind of around the fiction area. That's right, yeah. Wow. Doing some non-fiction. And I thought, you know, every chapter has activities at the end. I thought, what if we make a workbook that goes with that you can do all the activities in? And so I started creating that this week. And, I mean, I, I know I'm saying this myself, but I think, it's beautiful. And Moz came home from work on Monday. I'm like, look at this. It's so beautiful. No and then way. I thought, I thought, hang on a second. Beauty, that filling your life with beauty, that's a really cool, uh, important thing. A good life hack. Is it what helps I when you marry, you know, the most gorgeous girl in, in all of <laughs> Tasmania. Yeah, well, you know, obviously. obviously. <laughs> Fill my life with beauty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I didn't even think about, I mean, I'm because I'm not talking about fashion. I'm really talking about the the deep beauty that you I can knew you find were. in things. Yeah, and that's yeah. why you brought up Marianne. Yeah, that's right. We know, we know this. We know this. But nature, like I know that you've been to the to the oh the pillars place in the in the United yeah, States. We've been to yeah, the Monument Grand Valley. Grand Canyon and Grand just Canyon, yeah. like mind blowing and amazing and stunning and beautiful. But also like if you look at the tiniest little flower that you have in weeds in your garden, yeah. it's also just incredibly yep. beautiful and just filling your life with that sort of thing really lifts your spirits and yep. it fills you with joy and also I noticed it builds community because when you see something beautiful you think I've got to tell somebody about this come and have a look at this this is so beautiful yeah, yeah that's so good and, and like I think I've mentioned this before but on days there where I'm like struggling a bit I'll literally jump in my car drive to the upper Mount Nelson and just sit on the bench seats there and I'll just sit there and just look out over Hobart and, you know, look at the hills and look at the river and go, this is so cool. Like, yeah. I get to live in this place. Like, and, right. and it's just it's admiring God's beauty. You That's know, right. That's exactly that. it. Yeah. 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 Driving down over the southern outlet to come here in the morning is just like, oh, it's just. Especially when the sun's or I the know. moon's like right above the water. It's like shining over the water and it's beautiful. It's stunningly gorgeous. Yeah. 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 So yeah. tell us about this workbook. Like, Oh, yeah. Cool. So I have um, all sorts of activities from like finding your personality type to to figuring out what your values are that you live by to um, – and then you really basic things like that we've talked about, like remembering – like always putting your car keys back in the same place and those sort of things, looking after your body and, and all sorts of things. So the, the workbook has just a whole lot of activities that you can do to um, to – 
work through those things. So it's got a pretty border. It's got nice pictures of shoes because of the whole boots that fit thing and it's got pretty fonts and stuff. But, yeah, full of activities that you can work your way through. And I'm hoping, Scotty, to make an online course as well that people can can that's work really exciting. It yeah, that's no, so it's exciting. Cool. It's very cool. And, and non-fiction, that's, that's, uh, that's stepping out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so, love yeah, that. If anyone wants to talk to me about running a Boots That Fit course in their organisation or church, come to ruthamos.com.au and let me know. ruthamos.com.au. And Ruth, before I let you go, beauty, and this is something I've had to learn over the last few years, is beauty isn't just always in the good things. Yeah. Uh, like like we've got a song called Beauty in the Broken, mm. and you can find beauty if you're looking for it everywhere, can't you? You you really can. It's just having to just keep your eyes open and have a look around. It's yeah, it's something that's there, and you can yeah find it there. It's like that deep joy, that doesn't necessarily mean giggly happiness. It just means deep joy and beauty and joy are connected. I think in that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think for me, the richest times in my life, the times when I've felt like the Lord walking closest to me and just felt this amazing joy and peace other times in my life when I'm going, I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be happy right now. I shouldn't be joyful right now. And, and where's this peace coming from? Because it's, it's, it's outside of our circumstances, mm. isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. All right. Look for the beauty today. Thanks Ruth. Thanks Scotty. Where do we start? Goodness me, there was so much in that little conversation with Scotty. Let's start with my book. So, um, yeah, I have been writing this book. It's called Boots That Fit, and I've been writing it for a couple of years now, and it's really my heart in book form, and I'm hoping to launch it February next year, and I've been telling you about it already in previous podcasts, so just telling you about it again. One of the things that I hope come out of it is that people will find um, their thing, the creative thing that they can bless the world with, the, the beauty that they can bring into the world um, through it and that they'll be encouraged to go ahead and do that thing and bless people around them with that thing. Not necessarily, as I said in the introduction, not necessarily a great change the world, have an audience of billions thing, but just that um, beauty that you can bring into the world that you can share with others and I want to encourage people to use their imagination to really think about what that means because you might have a, quite a narrow vision of what, if I say work creatively, you might have a very narrow vision of what that means. And what I'm hoping to do is really explode that vision into as big a picture as you can that, you know, actually the way that you use an Excel spreadsheet to um, sort out somebody's financial difficulties could be the creative and beautiful thing hopefully not too creative if you know what I mean, but the creative and beautiful thing that you bring into the world or it may be artwork, whatever that means, even if whatever that means, <laughs> drawing, painting, um, sculpture, making cards, uh, I don't know. Uh, I, there are there are so many many options there for different ways that you can use the gifts that you have and the personality type that you are to bless others and that's what I'm hoping to happen in the book and I put in the book a whole lot of activities that I have gone through as I have gone through this process of trying to figure out who I am what my thing is I can bring to the world because believe it or not I haven't always thought that I could write. In fact, I thought that everybody wanted to write and therefore that's why I wanted to write and only the special few people can write. And so I haven't been doing the writing thing, but uh, that's not true. 
not everybody writes. It isn't an everybody thing, but it is a me thing and it's something that I love to do. And so bringing my fiction and nonfiction into the world is what I've ended up on after going through many different paths. And you'll see all those paths in the book if you read the book. But there's been activities that I've gone through to help me understand things like who I am personality wise, you know, introvert versus extrovert sort of thing about what my values are about, about what my limiting beliefs are, what's limiting me from being who I am fully or thinking about what I do for fun or thinking about how to rest and all um, those kind of things. And then also your practical things like how can I put into place because a lot of us live very busy lives how you can put into place things in your life so that you have time to do that creative and beautiful thing that you want to share with the world so there's that sort of thing in the book that's what the book's about and I didn't explain it very well because I really wasn't prepared even though I was the one who brought it up I wasn't prepared to talk about the book I had this whole sentence in my head and then Scotty said what's your book about and I thought I don't know. So anyway, I'm hoping to do that. And the the thing about the workbook and the activities is that a lot of people love to get these books and they read through the activities and then they just go, oh, that sounds like a good one, but I won't do it right now. So I'm hoping that having a, a companion workbook with spaces in it that you can fill out, that you can do the things, or by having... Um, a course that you can do online or a course that you could do maybe in your church or in your volunteer organization that'll force you to do these activities, force you to find the thing that's going to bring you joy and make your life better. That's what I'm hoping happens through this book. And so putting it together was fun, especially the workbook bit, because there's just so much fun stuff that's in there, like pages you can cut out and cut up or things you can draw on or spaces to write personal affirmations or things like that. So it, it every page of the workbook is different from the page before and, and it was fun to work through. And I thought it was really beautiful. <laughs> but since I've talked to Scotty, I've taken my book to my cover designer because he said he'd look through it for me and have a look at the pages and tell me what he thought of it. And he's a cover designer. So this this man is not um, a counsellor or even a friend, like he's a business associate. And so he did his job, which is to look at it and go, wow, I wouldn't have designed it that way. You need to fix this, this and this. What? Why have you got that font there? What? What's this about? What's that about? And so I was quite destroyed because... <laughs> I thought it was beautiful. Um, and you know what? For a given value of beauty, it was. But as a professional product, it's going to be much better now that I put what he's said into place. So, yeah, um, I guess I'm saying that because I want to be real because I think that, you know, sometimes you create things, they can be beautiful, but they're not professional or perfection. And I'm not talking about perfection today. And I get stuck on perfectionism a lot. I'm very prone to wanting to be absolutely perfect and to not fail or disappoint in any way. I'm a people pleaser and I'm not talking about that today. I'm not talking about working on your stuff until it's absolutely perfect or looking at things and um, thinking about the perfection because I think if you go to perfection, it's like going through beauty and into perfection can sometimes make something sterile and cold. The only perfect person is God. And even his creation at the moment, because we live in a fallen world, is flawed. And flaws are just part of what we have. And as I was talking to Scotty, I couldn't remember the word. I had to look it up when I got home. 
But he talks about um, beauty in hard things. And that makes me think of the Japanese art of kintsugi, which I'm sure some of you have been shouting at the podcast up until this point, Ruth, kintsugi, kintsugi. Yeah, that Japanese art where you, you break pottery and then when you put it back together, you put it back together with gold. So you have a nice gold thread running through the break that makes the broken thing beautiful, uh, even more beautiful than it was when it was whole or perfect. And it's about embracing flaws and embracing imperfections. There's a whole superstition about uh, making sure that you have at least one mistake in anything that you make because only God is perfect and you need to not try to be God by making something perfect. And um, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, there's definitely at least one mistake in absolutely everything I make written or crafted or anything. <laughs> um, and I'm learning to embrace the imperfection and the flaws. How do I mean by embrace? Like I don't, I don't worship brokenness. That's not what it's about. And I think that sometimes we can go to the point of toxic positivity too and say, well, yes, um, life is hard right now, but you know, God means it all for good or um, you'll be stronger at the end or, um, you know, if somebody dies saying they're in a better place now or, you know, whatever, those sort of cliched, um, unthinking messages can just be really, really hard for people to to deal with. They're really wrong. They're not They're not the right message you want to give. That's not what that's about. There's, there's something important about sitting with your grief and sitting with your brokenness and saying uh this sucks right now and if you're in a this sucks place i yeah i want to say i'm not i'm not here saying well pull yourself up by your bootstraps and get better i want to say yeah brokenness is brokenness like you need to feel the feelings you need to grieve the grief there yeah i'm not telling you and I don't think Scotty was either, to paste a, a smile on over the pain and just keep moving forward. You need to, you need to, yeah, as I said, feel the feelings. Grief is real. Um, pain is real. And that's the world we live in now. But I think one of the things that helps us through our grief and pain is beauty, uh, different forms of beauty. And yeah, I heard a uh, I listened to a lot of podcasts. I heard another podcast. It was the, I can't even remember which podcast it was. I will try and find the link for you and put it in the show notes. But the person was talking about grief, about working through grief. I think it was struggle care, but I'm not sure. I will put it in the show notes. But the the thing that they said, the phrase that got me, that I loved, um, was hunt the good. So I'm there listening to this podcast at the gym, trying to do my workout and whatever. And I hear this phrase, hunt the good. And I thought, oh, I've got to remember that. And of course I'm at the gym. I can't write it down anywhere. So I'm just like saying it to myself over and over again, hunt the good, hunt the good, look for the good, allow yourself to find the good in, um, in this, in the world around you. And so many people say that getting out in nature and surrounding yourself with that beauty um, is something that is good, that builds your spirits, that lifts you up, that makes you feel alive. So I encourage you to do that. Nature is just the perfect place to start, really, isn't it? Like it, it it's, uh, the, as I said, the smallest little weed, the littlest dandelion. If you look at it carefully, you can see so much beauty in that and an amazing resilience in the way that a dandelion will grow anywhere. And I need to get out in the garden and do some weeding. But yeah, the, the smallest flower or the most 
grand and amazing thing like the Grand Canyon or looking down the hill at the River Derwent. I mean, those it's just so beautiful. And Scotty's absolutely right. If you're coming down, see, that's one of the things I like about going to him early on a Thursday morning is coming down the outlet, the sun you're looking east, the sun's rising over the river and you see the sun reflected on the river, you see all the clouds and I live in one of the most beautiful places in the world. I am so sure of that and it's just so amazing to be able to fill my life with that beauty every day. But if you're stuck in a little room in the, um, in the middle of a big city somewhere, then I think pot plants are, are something <laughs> that you can fill your life with and bring you joy and um, if you can keep them alive and get them to flower so much the better it's it's just there's just something beautiful about it and also in the big cities there's often amazing botanic gardens and zoos and places like that where you can just get out and say oh this is this is incredible this is amazing so I encourage you to get into nature but there are other things as well um, like music like listening to music can completely fill your soul with awe and joy at the beauty of the music that's there um, and I, I'm not saying any particular kind of music either I, I just I was brought up on classical music there are some amazing pieces of classical music that just and I haven't written a list because I didn't think I'd go there so I'm just telling you there's some amazing classical music that will just just swell your soul or just fill your soul. I think the Rachmaninoff second the rack too. <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't have started. I'll shut up. But there's, yeah, there's amazing, amazingly beautiful classical music. But then there's amazing jazz music that you can just, again, lose yourself in and really um, take the time to listen properly, either at a concert or put on some good headphones and actually let yourself get lost in the beauty of the jazz or I love gospel music for that. So I love going to gospel music concerts. Oh, there's just one amazing one that I uh, has a swelling tag at the end that says Amen, Amen, Amen. And it would just bring me to tears listening to our Southern Gospel Choir sing it a few years back. It was, it was just, it's just incredible. And rock music. And Oh, if you listen to the intricacies of heavy metal, you can, again, get lost in it. I went to a conservatorium music concert where the students were doing their end-of-term um, pieces that they'd composed, and there was everything, every kind of music in that. But the ones I liked best were the two heavy metal artists because they put intricacy into it, and it was really it was really fascinating to listen to. So whatever your musical taste, music is something that is beautiful and that can lift the spirits. Not sure about country and western, I have to say. Um, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, art. Like when I was visiting Jess in Canberra, the National Gallery had an amazing display of Aboriginal art and it was educational for one. I didn't realise that a lot of the art of our First Nations is more of a map than a landscape. So you're looking at where the water holes are, you're looking at... Um, the, yeah, as they say, the song lines through the place where the where the good shelter is or whatever it, it is. And it was really, it was really awesome. And the way that they'd set it up was to have big screens that were constantly changing. So one minute you're looking at pictures of the night sky and the different stars. The next you're looking in the water. The next you're in the land, in the red um, landscape. And just amazing stuff. Um, I, I just 
yeah, again, got lost in the beauty of it. It was beautiful. And words, like have you ever read a book where you stop, you read a, you read a line and you go, oh, that was, I need to think about that. So you, you go back and read it again and then you sit back and close your eyes and you dwell in the words a bit. Some poetry is like that and some prose and just building those word pictures that just blow your mind and and are incredible um children's voices yeah see i can find some way to bring my grandsons into anything (laughs) but listening to little babies chatter to themselves isn't that beautiful isn't that just so delightful it just lifts your spirit and singing singing with other people, being part of a group of people that are all singing together. Again, beautiful and lifts your spirits and everything. And even like my knitting. So if I'm knitting, um, at the moment I'm knitting a fade. So I'm fading a, a dark pink into a lighter pink into another lighter pink into a cream. And and the fading, the interplay of the colours and stuff, I just, I keep, you know, you knit a few rows and then you look back and you go, oh, oh that looks good even if I do say so myself. Um, and it just, it is, it is beauty. It is small beauty. But I, I'm not saying that all your beauties have to be big and grand and awesome. Some of them can be tiny and little and just just a little bubble of joy in your day. Just a little thing that lifts your spirits. So I uh, remembered the quote that said, it's by William Morris, the famous designer, art and crafts designer and he's the one who said have nothing in your houses that you don't know to be beautiful or believe to be useful I thought it was believed to be beautiful and know to be useful but no it was the other way around and I think that's interesting as well um but yeah you want to surround yourself as much as you can with beauty and I'm not talking fashion and I'm not talking the latest and I'm definitely not talking capitalism and go out and buy 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 but find ways that you relate to that fill your life with beauty, that lift your spirits, that can keep you going and and surround yourself with it. That's yeah, my life hack. That's my quiet life um, statement today is let's let's go out in the world and see if we can surround ourselves with beauty and make beauty, however you make beauty, whether you make it by art or by craft or by music or by words or by the things you say to others or by the smile on your face. I think we can all bring beauty into the world and as we all bring beauty into the world, the world will be a a much better place. So, yeah, hunt the good, find the good in things, fill your life with beauty. I'm not talking paste a smile on your face or fill your life with fashion. I'm saying even in the hard times, as much as you can, Fill your life with beauty and share it with others because it's by sharing with others that we rejoice in the beauty and we build community around it. And I think that's an absolutely wonderful thing. So that's me giving my advice to you today, (laughs) if you like, my encouragement. I hope it came across more as an encouragement than a command. It's supposed to be an encouragement. (laughs) Um, I, I would like to know, what are you finding beautiful? in the last week or so do you have something of special beauty that you would like to share with me um, or share on my facebook page ruth amos author wouldn't it be nice if we could have a whole lot of pictures of beauty on that page um, to share with others or uh, on twitter 
now there's a place that needs more beauty let's share our beautiful things on twitter um, you can tag me at a quiet life blog or uh or yeah the other way to get in touch with me is to write to me at ruth at ruthamos.com.au and you can share to me by email that would be really lovely i would love to know what you're finding beautiful and um, I might try and share a few of my beautiful things over the next couple of weeks. And yeah, I will chat to you again soon.